With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt, joined by my brother. Jeremy J. in Phoenix. I'm in the building as well. We are the Raspy Voice Kids. This is the Raspy Voice Kids podcast. You are now tuned in to Pop Culture. Hit you with that pop, 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 pop. And you know we got to do it today. We are talking about tipping. Should your tip be based on what you buy? Why is your tip based on what you buy? For instance, if you buy a hamburger, you've got to tip less than if you purchase steak and lobster, even if the service is the same. Jeremy, how do you feel about this? I don't know why I thought about this the other day, and it's absolutely absurd. I don't understand the reasoning. I don't understand how you come to this. Because I buy something more expensive, I now have to pay you uh, as a waitress more money. Even if the only thing you, you didn't do anything different, you brought me, you, you walked the same amount of times to the back. You brought the same one plate out. I can understand if there's more plates. Now, maybe you should do it according to how many plates you get. But if I don't get one plate of food against another plate of food, then why should I have to pay you more? It's not like you did any more work than what you did on the first one. And here's the difference, Brandon. Now, if you're talking about tipping um, the person who actually made the food, the chef, then maybe because, you know, obviously more expensive food. You, you have to do uh, you have to be way more um, um, talented, talented. You got to pay attention a little bit more. There's a little bit more skill involved. So if the chef's pay or chef's tip was involved with it, I get it. But as a waitress, what? You mean to tell me that I'm paying you more just because I'm paying more for the steak? It, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me because you're carrying and you're doing the exact same amount of work. You know why we pay more, Jeremy? Why? Because we're living in a society 
you always want to get out of the societal the societal constrictions, but we are constricted. They have us in a vice grip. This is the way it's been. This is the way it's going to be. If you want to be anything besides El Cheapo, you got to tip based on what you buy. And, for the, record, like I, and for the record, I do. I always do. Doesn't mean it doesn't irritate me when I have to. I know that. I'm sure you do. I know you're a good tipper. In fact, Zach today said that he believed we were doing the, uh, the we recorded for Daybreak, which will be out Friday. So check that out if you're an RBK fan and if you're a WTAP fan. But he was like, we, we talked about whether you tip on a carryout order. Like if you order food from, let's say, Outback or Applebee's or Texas Roadhouse or wherever, and you go pick it up, do you tip that person that you pick it up from? I said that you probably don't. And he said that Jeremy probably does. So what's the answer, Jay? I do. I actually do. See, he's a good tipper. Jeremy's a good tipper. And I think that's the best answer we can come up with. There are some things that we do in life because they've become part of the societal norm. And once it's part of the societal norm, then that's what you do. And that's why, you know, I know some people who, and you know people like this too, who go out to eat and they do not tip because they did not account for how much it costs to eat there. Which in that case, you just stay home. And if you don't like the societal norms, you don't go out into society. That's how I feel about it. First of all, tipping is optional. Not for me. I'm just saying, for people get so bougie, <laughs> tipping is optional. Look, that is not the price on the menu. But the second thing is this, Brandon. I know you're saying this is a societal norm. I'm just saying it doesn't make any sense. How did we get here? If I go how did we master, get here? Brandon, how, if I go on Ticketmaster and I buy, uh, uh, I don't know, Disney on Ice in Charleston, two tickets, and they're going to send me two tickets, I have a processing fee. If I, if I, I don't know, let's say you're going to March Madness and these tickets are four times as much. Do you know that the processing fee reflects the, the value of the ticket? Yeah, sounds you right. Mean, what, ticket what processing, no, no, what processing is that much more? You're doing the same thing. You're clicking the same buttons. You're sending it to the same house. Why should processing fee be more expensive for a more expensive ticket when you're doing no more work? This is the type of stuff I'm talking about. Which is why people scalp and they get what they got. It's just, uh, to me, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, this is so ridiculous. Then these restaurants want to act like, oh, you're so cheap. Not me, once again, because I tip. But they look at people like, oh, you're so cheap. No, restaurant, you're the cheap ones. (laughs) Pay your employees more money. You charge $30 for a steak, $40 for a steak, get that money up and pay them a couple more dollars. You're the cheap one. You're the one who set up to get the public, and you done got them. And now it's the norm. For a long time, son. For a long time. Wait till you find out about taxes. (laughs) You really gonna be mad, son. (laughs) I'm telling you, taxes, man. And like I said, I'm an honest person. I try to I try to keep it real. I do, I pay my taxes. But stuff like this, I'm not condoning it, but those who can find a way uh to get around (laughs) it, hey, uh, I can't hate on them because they are really robbing us blind. So if you find figure out a way. Look, man, I'm not going to participate, but I'm also not going to be mad at you. I saw a guy who had a shirt on today that said, commit tax fraud. I was like, yeah, go ahead, man. Encourage people to put their lives in their own hands, but not me, G. I'm paying what they ask. Nah, man, I smell what you're stepping in. I can't go high stepping with you, but I smell what you're stepping in. (laughs) I smell what you're stepping in. Well, that's what we got from the RVK for today's pop culture. Tell us what you guys think about tipping 
Why do we tip on the whole price instead of just for the services provided? Do you tip at carryouts? You can add that if you want. And do you pay your taxes? How do y'all feel? Let the RVK know. Get at your boys. <laughs> Maybe they shouldn't let us know about if they pay their taxes. Wrap me, boys! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your boy Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, here to tell you about our new partner, Home Field Apparel. The big thing about Home Field Apparel is they have the most comfortable vintage college sports apparel, t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies, more than 100 schools available, and new ones added all the time. Now, of course, if you're listening to this, you're probably a Mountaineer fan. You'll be happy to know they have plenty of WVU clothing, not like everything else you find everywhere else. This is very specific and unique to Home Field. You need to check them out. It is fantastic. If you use our promo code RASPY12, R-A-S-P-Y-1-2, you get 15% off your first order. All orders over $100 get free shipping. So make sure you go to Home Field Apparel, check them out, buy their clothes, and use code RASPY12. Basketball season is finally here, Big 12 fans. And for your home for men's and women's basketball, come to Midwest Madness. We are doing game coverages going over game analysis, different rankings of teams, and consistently looking at the best matchups in the conference. You're not going to want to miss out on all the amazing basketball coverage we have, so go check out Midwest Madness. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Here we go again. Another week of I've Got Five on it. Five questions. Five. Also, a pit. Brandon Phoenix. Five questions for JN Fiend. Jeremy Phoenix in the building in the booth. Jordan, give it to us. And we're back with another edition of I Got Five on it with the Raspy Voice Kids. I'm your host, Jordan, and let's get things started with the first blank. Iowa's blank, WVU got the win against Iowa State. Not surprised. Tash Sherman was back. Seth Wilson balled. West Virginia played with intensity, which I feel like they've been playing with intensity. They just couldn't make shots. You add Tash Sherman to the mix, then it makes everything a little bit different. He only had 16, but he opens up the floor, and Iowa State's not that great, even though they're 16-7. and seven. They're only 3-7 and seven in conference, or they were. They're now 16-8 and eight and 3-8 and eight in conference. So I was not surprised that West Virginia was able to get the win at home with our boy Roy Williams in the house. Brandon, I was shocked. And I understand that our team, you can say what you want about West Virginia. They've been playing hard. They have not given up every game they come to play, and they play hard. Even with that being said, even with it being said that we had to be due at some point to get over one, I still was shocked. I didn't watch the game. I watched it on my phone. As in watching the score go up and down. And even when we were up at halftime, and even when we had a double-digit lead in the second half, at no point did I feel like we were going to win. <laughs> and, and don't get mad at me for saying that, people. Oh, look, man, when you lose seven in a row, sometimes you just give up. You know? You just give up. And uh, maybe it's right, maybe it's wrong. But they came back and they won, and, and I'm happy for them. But I, I honestly was still shocked at the end to see us up, especially by so much. Number two. 
blank number of players are coming back to WVU basketball next year? I'm going to say there will be at least five returning. I believe there will be five players who return to the team next year, including some super seniors. I'm not going to say who until you say yours, but I'm going to guess five. Um, so I did not count the super seniors that could come back. I guessed before I looked, and my guess was five. The actual number of players, unless you count a super senior, because I think we have like five super seniors who can't come back. The six are Brandon, Seth Wilson, James Akonagunwo, I don't know how to pronounce that last name, Jamel King, Kobe Johnson, Isaiah Cottrell, and Jalen Bridges. Those are your six underclassmen on the team. Those are the guys who are coming back. Three transferred, the day transferred. Uh, we have six coming back. My guess was five, but you know what? We don't have a whole lot of transfers. So get ready for the transfer war portal to hit WVU for another straight season. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who transfers in, but also who transfers out. Number three, Bobby Huggins blank retire on his own terms. Will not. Bobby Huggins will not retire on his own. Why? Because Bobby Huggins is chasing a national championship, and Bobby Huggins believes he can get a national championship. And I don't believe that Bobby Huggins can win one the way that he coaches, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. I don't mean necessarily on the court. I mean his view towards the transfer portal, the way he recruits. Those are the things that are going to hinder him from winning a national championship, which I do think is attainable for West Virginia basketball. And we were so close in times past. But I think his hunt will keep him from retiring. And his, his desire to not retire will force Shane Lyons to, to put him out. Put him out to pasture. I don't think Bobby Huggins will retire of his own accord. Uh, I think he will. Every year I feel like, oh, this could be it. One of these years has to be true. I know he has a hunger to win, but it's also a thing when you restart and reboot the entire program. And it looks like we're headed for that again, rebooting everybody. Like I said, we only have six players coming back. Um, so I think that eventually, within the next few years, he's just going to get to a point where, you know, enough is enough and he'll be done. Um, I'm not sure of that. I just get that feeling. So I think he will. He'll retire on his own terms. Number four. The football team offering 391 kids is blank. Crazy, Jeremy. Now, I know there's a method to their madness. I understand that Neil Brown is doing what he thinks is best, but you have to understand there's only one team in the Big 12 who has offered more players in the 2022 class. That is Kansas. They've offered 441 kids. But do you know who's in third place? Third place is Iowa State with only 225. That's 166 more players than the third place team. I don't know what they're doing, but it better be good because you can't take that many kids in a class. So we'll see what happens. You miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Michael take Scott, your shot. Michael Scott, Wayne Gretzky. Take your shots. 391. Um, you gave me a scale showing me, you know, the rest of the Big 12, how many they've offered. I'm not sure how that ranks nationally, but you got to go after them. There's a method to the madness. Put it out there. See what comes in. Uh, having too many kids on scholarship for the kids is tough. But for our program, <laughs> we're going to pick yeah. the best ones and the rest of them. We're going to say, sorry, sorry. Uh, this the way we'll, we'll, we'll gray shirt you maybe next year, you know. 
Which, but, uh, by the yeah. way, which, by the way, is why I don't feel bad about <laughs> kids who decommit and kids who transfer. Because this is how coaches treat them. They know they're not going to let all two, uh, 331 kids join the team, but they've offered them all. So if when push comes to shove, they, re- they pull offers and kids don't get the same benefit of the doubt. So let's be real about what's really happening here. It's a business. Number five. Blank will win the Super Bowl. I'm going with, as J.M. Fiend would say, the Cincinnati's. I say the Cincinnati Bengals figure out a way to overcome the deficit they have on offensive line despite going up against, um, what's his name, Aaron Donald, uh, despite going up against Von Miller, uh, despite going up against that just ridiculous defensive line of the Rams, I think Joey brrr, finds a way to get it done. Joe Shiesty, Smoking Joe, Joe Cool, whatever you want to call him, call him Super Bowl champion because I think Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and the rest of them boys, including our own Quentin Spain, a Mountaineer product, get their ring in L.A. The clock is hit mid, has hit midnight, and Cinderella about to lose a glass off a foot. I think I think the Rams go in there and handle it. I think the Rams get it done. Um, Joe Burrow, every step of the way, Cincinnati's every step of the way have been doubted. Why, why stop now? I'm going to doubt them for the Super Bowl as well. They win, hey, good for them. But I, I just think the Rams get it done. Um, I think the Rams have the players, uh, Jalen Ramsey uh, at cornerback, their defense. I think their defense that, that Cincinnati's going to play against is better than what they've seen the last few weeks with an offense that has the potential to be uh, very, very good as well. I mean, the Rams offense obviously has a lot of playmakers. I, 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 I think Cincinnati, I mean, I think uh, the Rams win. That's just my guess. But there you have it. Five questions, five answers. Uh, we got five on it. That's a wrap. Next up, we're going in. Wrap it off. I'm going in. 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 And I'm going to go hard. And I'm going to go hard. And I'm going to go hard. We're going in. The seven-game losing streak stops. West Virginia gets a big win at home against Iowa State. Everybody shows up. Their hard work finally paying off. Looking good. Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. What did you see from that game? I saw heart. I saw desire. I saw a team that understood that they had to win. What I did not see was what showed up against Oklahoma in a game that the Mountaineers also had to win. Now, we're at a critical juncture where it really is a must win. West Virginia has to win at least three to four more games to have a chance at making it to the NCAA tournament as an 11 or 12 seed. But they had to win last night because that was a winnable game. There's going to be games that are left that I don't think they have a chance to win. I don't think we can beat Kansas. I'm pretty sure we can't beat Baylor. But we can beat Iowa State. We can beat Kansas State. We can beat TCU. And when you have those games, you got to get it done. Tash Sherman opened up the floor his first game back after the concussion. He said he was knocked out for possibly three to four minutes. Uh, I watched the game. He sure did not look knocked out. I'm not saying he wasn't concussed because he definitely was. Um, he probably had some ringing in his ears, some other very uncomfortable things. But I'm glad that he was able to find it, get his bearings and be back on the court, spread the floor, and draw attention so that guys like Seth Wilson and other players could make plays so that West Virginia could get a much-needed win. West Virginia absolutely had to win that game. That was a must-win basketball game. They lost that game. Pack it up. Go home. It is over. We're no longer on the bubble. Our bubble is popping, and, and it's over. They got it. 
but they're not done yet. Obviously, we know that. The next two games are imperative for us to win. That's right. No more playing well. No more uh, moral victories. I don't care who's out. We're playing Oklahoma State, who's under 500, and we're playing Kansas State, a very beatable team. We have to win the next two. Considering how we played, hopefully we're starting to come around. Hopefully, you know, we're hitting our run where we get hot. Who knows? But I do know that we have to win the next two games that we can win because after that, we start with the big boys again. Kansas State has to be a W. Oklahoma State has to be a W. But what I love, Brandon, is how hard they're playing, Brandon. Like, I I kept thinking, how many losses do you have to have in a row before your team quits? They haven't. They haven't had even for a second. And you got to give props to the coaching staff as well as the players for that. Absolutely. They are playing as hard as I've seen them play. And I love that aspect of it. And we just got to keep going. But it's just funny because watching watching the season play out, Brandon, it's so so West Virginia. Now, usually seasons, we're usually in by now or or, are pretty sure we're in. But this year epitomizes the very soul of stress Virginia. We're not just coming down to the end of games. We're, we're coming down to the end of the year where every game matters. It is so stressed, Virginia. I don't know how else, how other way to put it. That's where we're at. Every single game is a must. So here we are. But you know what? The good thing about Mountaineer fans, we've been here before. We felt this stress. We feel the stress every game. So hopefully our kids keep flying. You know what's interesting is Philip Hickman. Shout out to Philip at WTAP. One of the producers at WTAP, he uh, he asked if we would prefer WVU make it to the NIT or to the NCAA tournament, and I said it's not even a question. What do you say, Jeremy? Without a doubt, like that. No, that's that's not a question at all. You take the prettiest girl to the prom. This is real simple. NCAA tournament is the prettiest girl. You take the NIT. That's your backup. But the NCAA tournament is the prettiest girl. That's who you take to the prom. The other thing that you have to think about is this is not as you've highlighted. This is not a team full of freshmen and sophomores. If it was, then the NIT might not be a bad situation. The NIT is almost a complete waste on this team, full of seniors and super seniors. So definitely, you got to make it to the NCAA tournament. And with that being said, Brandon, look at our team. We got six players coming back next year. Jalen Bridges, Isaiah Cottrell, Kobe Johnson, Jamil King, James Okonowu, and Seth Wilson. Just say James. Just say James. Okay. Okay. James O. James O. <laughs> <laughs> Um, next year we're going to be depleted. I know we're not focusing on next year right now, but Brandon, who I've never seen this little amount of players coming back. Three, but see, I uh, don't, I don't. Three, Tosh, three transferred. The day transferred. We had the super uh, seniors on the way Jaya. out. Yeah, whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> he didn't play, so how am I supposed to know his name? Um. <laughs> But the point is, Brandon, like our team next year is just going to be completely different. Like we got I me, mean, Paulie Cap and Kurrigan and Gable Saboyan. All our big men are pretty much gone, except for Isaiah Bridges. I mean, Isaiah Cottrell and Jalen Bridges. Um, Like it's just going to have a whole new look. This is going to be. And so like it kind of has me excited about who we can get in the transfer portal. But I don't know. I just don't know. Well, that's the thing about basketball. It's not like football. Football, you have actual rebuilding projects. Basketball, you call it a rebuilding, but Jeremy, all it takes is two players, and you can be an NCAA Final Four team. And that could be a freshman. See Carmelo Anthony. 
You know, and I'm not saying we're getting a guy at Carmelo Anthony's caliber. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying those guys are available in the portal to build a team around. You can find three or four guys who can make a huge difference. Incoming freshmen included, Josiah Johnson. We'll see what actually happens when they get on campus, but it's possible. So you're always just a step away if you do the right thing recruiting high schools and if you do a good job recruiting the transfer portal. And with Huggins, we have mixed reviews. I mean, we hit with Taz Sherman and Sean McNeil. And it looks like a little bit of a miss on Paula Cap and Kerrigan, even though Paula Cap had a nice game. Um, Malik Curry, uh, Kedrian Johnson. Uh, I'll leave it up to you and Mountaineer fans to decide whether Huggins hit or miss. But some of them are hits and some of them are misses. Next year, if we're going to be any good, if we're going to even be a little bit competitive, we need a lot more hits than misses. No, we need all hits. We need all hits. I'll try to be nice. No, we need all hits because we had a lot of misses this year. And it's not even that's not even close. There's no question. There's a lot of misses this year. If there weren't a lot of misses, then we wouldn't have lost seven games in a row. Seven in a row. Which the funny thing is, we might have only lost five in a row if Taz doesn't get punched in the face. True. But at the same time, time, it doesn't change anything. We lost seven in a row, including games at home, including and I agree, I agree. Taz got punched in the face and the way our team's made made up that we have to have Taz. But it's not like we haven't played other teams who've been totally depleted and still yeah, we beat we beat UConn. We beat UConn, but they were depleted. We couldn't beat Baylor, even though they didn't have two of their three top scores. So other teams have had to deal with it. Yeah. And you're that's right. Like, yeah, no, you're right. I'm not I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying. Do you know who wasn't a Miss Brandon? Who? Deuce McBride. Yeah, he was a hit. He was a hit for the Knicks, and he's been a hit. And yet every single game I go in and look, and he's getting one minute. Did, or DNP did not play. Last seven or eight games, man can't get on the court. But he goes to the G League and blows it up and is killing it with his points. Now, I know this is partially because the Knicks have so many guards. All I know is I'm tired of it. Send Deuce away to another team that can actually use him. We know he ain't winning nothing with the Knicks. Not with Tim James Dolan ain't winning nothing ever, ever. And they're my team, so I like seeing him in New York. I like him getting a little bit of hype, but send him to a team that that he can actually play because I'm tired of seeing him ride the bench when he has enough talent where he could do something. You know, I saw a funny tweet that said, I think it was Final Forecast actually, that said there should be a rule that you have to play Deuce as much as you tweet about him, funny. which is hilarious because the Knicks the Knicks tweet about that dude all the time. Every time he has a great game. They tweet about him, what he's wearing, whatever, you know, but they don't play him. And it's just, it's clear that the that New York loves him, that social media loves him. Thibs doesn't love him. Not like we do. Not like social media does. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't believe in Quickly. I don't believe in Quentin Grimes. Um, they're decent players. They may be good players, but you got to get Deuce on the court. And I'm sick of just seeing him not play. And I'm sick of the Knicks. I'm sick of everything. If you haven't noticed the last few weeks, I'm sick of everything. <laughs> <laughs> that George song, I yeah. hate my job. Yeah. yeah. I hate everything. Speaking of events, Brandon, we got the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's not the Rose Bowl, but he's the true granddaddy of them all. Do you have a, by the way, do you have plans for the Super Bowl? Uh, I was thinking about coming up, but we can talk about that later. All right, we can do that. But yeah, this is a big game. And I think it's great because you got stories on both sides, people you can be happy for on both sides. Uh, no matter what happens, I'm going to be okay. As long as there's no cheating. 
there's no clear-cut cheating in this game by officials, I'm going to be happy no matter what happens. I'm rooting for Joey Burr. I'm rooting for Joe Burrow because, you know, I live in Athens County, and the man played at Athens High School. I got to watch him in high school, and I've been a believer since I saw him in the state championship game. I watched him throw the ball, and I said, that guy's a pro. So I want him to win a Super Bowl. It would be amazing for my area. I think it would be cool for uh, for Ohio and Cincinnati in general. Um, but I will not be mad if Matthew Stafford proves that all he needed was a chance outside of Detroit. I won't be mad if Sean McVay wins and becomes – no, I will be mad. I want Mike Tomlin to still be the youngest co- uh, coach to ever win because Mike Tomlin is just that good. But I think, to be honest, Zach, uh, Zach Taylor might be younger than Mike Tomlin too, so I don't, I don't remember. But either way, I think the Mike Tomlin story is cool. Um, and if somebody can usurp him, then that's good for them. I mean, I just think no matter what happens, it's great. The only thing I won't like, there's only one thing I won't like. You know what that is, Jeremy? What? If Aaron Donald wins the Super Bowl and Pitt gets to put another feather in their cap. Uh, I'm not even thinking about that. Yeah, I do. I do think about that, especially since we have them coming up next nah, year, and I'm not I'll, sure we can beat them. Yeah, like, uh, like I kind of like Aaron Donald. If I'm, I like Aaron Donald a lot too. I just don't want to see Pitt. I don't want to see Pitt tweeting out that they won a Super Bowl, and you yeah. know that's what they're going to do. Well, good for them because that's all they can do. Because if Quentin Andrews wins, you know, we West Virginia's going to be tweeting out that we won a Super Bowl. Quentin Spain, but yeah. Sorry, Quentin. Did I say Quentin Andrews? Yeah. <laughs> Shout the gold teeth out there. Yeah, no, no. Um, <laughs> you know, West Virginia's gonna be doing the same thing, hey. And, and that's the way that's the way it goes. The truth is, the NFL wins because no matter who wins, you have a story that's gonna be great. Either it's Joe Bur- Bur- Burrow or it's Matt Stafford overcoming all odds and showing that all he needed was a ch- was a was a chance. Odell Beckham Jr. storyline, um, McVeigh's storyline. There, you know, no matter what, there's gonna be a great story written. But there's only one pre- There's only pressure on one team here. Do not get it uh. twisted. Uh, the Bengals yeah. have zero pressure. They've got zero pressure. They've the got Bengals no pressure are young, 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 young. Across the board, at coach, in their coaching staff, their players. There is no right. pressure. There's none. If you're the Rams and you lose, it's so funny. Everybody's singing your praises now. You go in there and you have a bad game, and you go right back to the same people you were before you made the Super Bowl. But it's legit. They're Super Bowl favorites. Matthew Stafford is a four-and-a-half. Well, the Rams are a four-and-a-half-point favorite. And not only that, the Rams are over the salary cap next year already. They built this team to win now. You don't win now, you miss your window. Like, I I don't see what the problem is. You're right. You do go back to who you were. Are we changing changing the NFL a little bit, Brandon? Because I've seen this this in basketball where people uh, form super teams and get a championship. Bring in older guys, but um, who you know aren't coming back next year to try to win that championship. Last year with Tampa Bay... They yeah. went out and got everybody. They didn't miss yeah. no free agents. This year, another year where a team said, forget it, we're going out to get everybody. Whether it was Jalen Ramsey, whether it was Vaughn Miller, whether it was uh, running backs or, or, or Odell Beckham Jr. I, is this the new NFL where people sell out to get their Super Bowl? Yeah, I think it is. I really do think it is. And it makes sense to me, depending on what kind of a team you are, depending on where you are in your window. Um, you know, if you're the Cowboys, you need to do this every year. That's why they're over the salary cap. But if you're the Bengals, you can build something, which they have done, and which they got kind of lucky with Joe Burrow getting hurt, being able to pick up Jamar Chase. And um, too well, Braden. They I have. They the, really I'm have. Not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know who's calling the shots, but all those players are drafted players. Those receivers that everybody talks about, Tyler Boer, T. Higgins, uh, Joe Mixon, all the Joe Burrow, uh, D- Jamar Chase, all so those are drafted players. 
Yeah, and I got to give props to them because Kansas City did the same thing. A lot of people hate on Kansas City, but I'm like, it's all organic. Yep. Kansas City, just they just drafted well, including picking up. I mean, the biggest one, Patrick Mahomes. You know, Patrick Mahomes being there, taking him despite having a viable quarterback. Um, and then you also do well with Tyreek Hill, who was definitely a problem child and had all kinds of red flags, but worked out. So drafting well, you know, you can do it more than one way in the NFL. There's no one sure way to success. The NBA is, is, is very clear. You got to draft a superstar. You got to draft superstars. You can't win. Very, I mean, the Raptors did it, but they, even they had Kawhi Leonard. Um, but the Raptors did it with a bunch of teams injured. And I'll never forget that. No matter who says, oh, we don't remember how you won, I'll never forget. They only won never forget. injuries. I'll never forget the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks the same way because they would not have beaten the Nets without the injuries. But whatever. Um, you're right. That's, it's, a cool way, it's a cool way to think about it, the fact that maybe this is ushering in a, uh, a new mentality, which I'm sure there are plenty of teams. You can look back at some old Cowboys teams. But the salary cap was different back in the 90s. So, you know, it's interesting, Jeremy. You bring up an interesting point. When I think about spending to win a Super Bowl to, like, be the Yankees because you outspent on expiring contracts, you decide to go all in. I don't know uh, one team that this 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 is going to backfire on more than the uh, than the Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like next year the Raiders are going to do something, make some stupid decisions. And it's not going to work. I I can just see the the boomer bust and the bust being on the Raiders. They just feel like that. Team the Raiders, I think the Cowboys. The Cowboys, man. Jer- this the is Cowboys too. Yeah, the Cowboys. They made a poor. First of all, they made a terrible decision with Mike McCarthy as their head coach. Mike McCarthy is not a good head coach. If you they also made a terrible coach, decision with Zeke. Yes, and they made a bad choice in Amari uh, Cooper. Amari right. Cooper is good, but he's not worth what they're paying him. And the reason I say he's not worth what they're paying him is because they're probably going to cut him. And I think receivers, for the most part, are a dime a dozen. Now, you do have and, freaks of nature. And, and that's what I'm saying. Brandon, Zeke, $90 million? Yeah, that's crazy. Pollard, Pollard run, run, is not, Pollard's not as good as Zeke, but he's a lot cheaper and he's explosive. $90 million for Zeke? I'm not saying Zeke's not good, but you talk about Diamond Dozens, bingo, ding, 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 ding. That's who we're talking about. Well, I was the first person to be on board with, uh, what's his name? Uh, was it Mel Kiber Jr. who said never draft a running back in the first round? Either one? Uh, maybe whoever it was, as soon as I heard that reasoning, I was like, yeah, you can get a running back anywhere. Running backs come from everywhere. So yeah, definitely. Now receivers, the new way Colin Coward talked about that before years ago, that receivers were turning into that diamond does you can get a receiver anywhere because everybody plays receiver. These seven on seven leagues, people are developing these skills. So yeah. But, um, one thing I will say, we're talking about how the NFL wins no matter what. I'll tell you who doesn't win. The one team who's rooting for the Bengals harder than you would imagine, harder than might seem intuitive, very counterintuitive, is the Browns. The Browns have to be rooting for the Bengals to win, Jeremy. They can't have OBJ go and win a Super Bowl after leaving their team, especially when they had Super Bowl aspirations of their own. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of correct. But then again, I mean, that rivalry, Cincinnati and Cleveland, can Cleveland really be happy for Joe Burrow? I mean, the Cleveland got a first round pick and look at their first round pick. And then you look at Cincinnati, like, I, you know what? And I actually asked a Cincinnati fan that I work with. I was like, is that real? Like Colin Cowherd brought it up. He said, Cleveland, they pick a first, a, a first overall pick. And then all they do is stare at what Cincinnati got. The six, four, uh, a laser arm, <laughs> Joe Burrow. I was like, is that true? He's mobile, like, yeah. mobile. Yeah. And he's like, yes, yes. We get tiny Baker. And look at what Cincinnati gets, and, and and look at the difference. 
So Look I, I don't know the who they're rooting for. Yeah, I got a feeling. I don't know. But I just can't see trading OBJ, saying he's the problem, trying to make him look bad, and then he goes out, is an optimal teammate, and wins the Super Bowl Brandon, in his first and, year. And, and don't forget, Cleveland last year was supposed to, I mean, almost beat the Chiefs, and they were the talk of the town. Yes. All in one year, it flips over, and now little brother from down south, I don't know if the little brother, but brother from down south in the same state at 10 and 7 is doing everything that you wanted to do. That's why I said I'm jealous uh, of other teams. Why can't it be my team? If I'm Cleveland, I'm screaming that from the rooftop. Cincinnati? Cincinnati yeah. made it? Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. anyway, that's all I got, man. You got anything else? No, that's it for me. That's it from the RVK. Put this one in the record books. Hopefully the Super Bowl is good. We'll see you next week. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.